when when we finish the uh, the set. Right, we're now on live. Um, Richard doesn't have a cup of tea yet, but we are starting at half past. So welcome everybody. Hello. To episode seventeen of At Home with the Fishers, starring Nicola and Chris Fisher, RPT. Oh, we've let someone out of the bag there. <laughs> with Brain Fizz, aka Richard Morley. Oh, you see, um, when I tweeted it before, I put Richard Morley, aka Brain Fizz. Well, I've, I put their um, social media handles up, you see. Oh, right, okay. Consistency and everything. All right. I mean... So, hello, Richard. Hi, Nicola. Hi, Chris. Hi, mate. Congrats as well, Chris. And Bamba, who's, I think, down the bottom there somewhere. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just down keeping cool. So, um, it's great to have you with us. Let me just say hello to everybody who's on the chat and everybody who's watching but isn't on the chat. So we've got Dave the Wood Barber, T Plus G Making. Hi, guys. Uh, Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft, Leona Fay. Um, let me see. Hippie Noodle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> AH Bespoke. Uh, Knotted Pumpkin. Uh, JP Woodwork. Good evening, everyone. Well, well, JP's on your infrared. <laughs> <laughs> he says, finally, a decent podcast. Richard shows up on time. <laughs> <laughs> T plus G making says, congratulations, Chris. Thank you very much. Well, we won't talk about that just now. We'll no, talk about no, it. No, it's all, it's all about our, our very friendly giant. That is Richard Marley. Listen, if you don't know who Richard Marley is, where have you been? I mean, he's he's uh, he's one of the the uh, repeat offenders on YouTube. He's been going some time now, uh, a regular at the shows and exhibitions. Maker Central, uh, one of the founding fathers of uh, Makers International podcast, yeah. uh, with the rest of the uh, outlaws. <laughs> so huge honor, <laughs> lovely, lovely guy. I love him to bits. Still can't believe how tall he is, uh, and yeah, it's an it's a, a great honour and a privilege to have you with us tonight, young man. Well, thanks very much for uh, for having me on. I was I was a bit surprised that you you'd want me on actually, because presumably you watch our podcast occasionally. <laughs> well, you see, you know, it, this is this is your time to shine. On that, you sort of working, but you know, when you're our guest, you can just uh, chill a bit now and sort yeah, of like just, just chat, just chat. It's, so, it, it is kind of nice not to have to think about some sensible question, to be honest, because <laughs> that's well, the pressure on our one. Sensible answers tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I it doubt did, it. I find oh. it quite hard sometimes, especially since we started doing the Make a Monday bit and we're sort of, we need to engage with our guest. We've got loads of people chatting and I find I miss most of the chat whilst we're doing it because I, I can't sort of, keep tabs on what people are saying and talking to the guests. So there's, it, it sort of, I don't know, maybe there's a skill to that. Maybe there's something there you can share with us. Well, what I do is pretty much ignore the chat and rely on Chris and Jamie. Um, but potentially that's not something that uh, that Chris will be able to monitor as the, uh, the live chat. Uh, it's yeah, reading and think and listening and then yeah. I mean to talk, it's, it's like trying to what's that thing they do when people breathe in through their nose and out through their mouth in one go 
that's that kind of hyperventilating. <laughs> no, not that. There's, people can kind of continuously breathe, can't they? In through the nose, and out through the mouth, and in, in like a cycle. And right. it's very difficult. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, practice. Leona yeah. says you need an earworm. <laughs> yeah. It's like the big yeah. bang theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, Richard, um, we always ask our guests the same questions and then we go off sort of at a tangent. So the first question to ask you is, why do you make? I, I thought about this last night and honestly, I, I do it because I like doing it. Why, why wouldn't you do it? Because you like doing it. I mean, I, I know yeah. people, oh, I've been making all my life and all the rest of it. And my dad kind of, I guess, introduced me. I remember as being a tiny little kid, um, he'd build uh, scale model steam engines for mm. model railways and things like that. And that would be Sunday afternoon. So it, it was just kind of all I knew. I, I got Lego because he made things. Mm. He made sure I got things for, for making, keep me out of trouble. Um, my uncle made model aeroplanes, then my brothers did, so obviously then I did, because that's all I knew, mm. and it just sort of carried on from there. I guess you stick with what you know. If I, if mm. he'd have been into motorsports, maybe I'd be driving go-karts, I don't know. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that saying, you live what you learn, so... Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's probably, probably the case, yeah. Mm. I think it's interesting that a lot of people say they got into whatever their passion is through... A family member or a grandfather or something like that and i don't know it does cultivate your interest doesn't it i find mm. my dad used to like gardening and he was always a keen gardener and he he loved his photography as well and you know those well, are two also, things he also had a degree in electrical engineering yeah he, he was you know he was a consultant for british nuclear fuels wasn't it yeah you know so you know a maker but you know a biblical scale <laughs> Now, Richard, you, you're a tradesman as well, aren't you? Uh, sort of, yes. I've got a horse and a wide-brimmed hat, and I, I kind of cruise the, the streets in a white van. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, you, you. I mean, this is your. This is this is your oh. life. There, down, down. But that's going back a bit. It is going back a bit. It, 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 I guess it kind of is, yeah. And sometimes it is nice to not make things just to come in and watch the telly binge watch yeah. some tv series but more often than not like the things that i'll do with my youtube channel mm. will be the hobby side of making things yeah mm. so if somebody, if somebody asked me to make something for their house or put some new flooring down mm. it's probably not an enjoyable job it's, it's a job that puts money on the table mm. um but to then go out and stand and i don't know turn a pen or yeah make something simple and quick and gratifying that you can hold and keep yeah it just it's, it's nice it's, it's relaxing mm -hmm. yeah. it's that creative thing isn't it and it's i think it's always slightly different when you're doing something for yourself or just to be creative rather than doing something because you're being paid for it or there's some sort of you've got to do it um it's a completely different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And also, there's a lot less pressure to just go out into the shed and say, oh, I'll turn something, I'll make something, whatever it is. Yeah. If, if it fails, there's no pressure. But yeah. If, if somebody's got you in and they want to, they want you to put a new floor in mm -hmm. and you, you know, burst a water pipe or, you know, you can you hang this door and you, I don't know, 
hit a cable that you weren't expecting or, or something happens mm. um there's a lot of pressure on that um, yeah. and sometimes it's, it's like oh i'll think the night before oh this i'll have a plan to do the job and then i'll be like, oh what happens if did i check that what was that wall made of or where was the pipe going or were there any sockets you know and all these little things you start to kind of worry yeah um and, and well not, i guess worry is not necessarily the right word but you, you kind of second guess all the time and mm. that can add to a bit of pressure yeah. but just going out in the shed what's the worst that can happen yeah true, true. i'll tell you what i'm finding quite interesting andy Berkey who we had on a couple of podcasts ago, he does um, Instagram stories of the work that he's doing, like for his day job. Yeah. And I'm finding that really fascinating because I'm always fascinated by things I don't know anything about. So I'm sure if you were showing um, bits of your day job and things that you were doing with that, people would actually find it quite fascinating because it's, it's either something that they can appreciate because they're into that kind of um, skill or it's something very new and it's just fascinating because it's new. Yeah, I mean, I I don't post Instagram stories anywhere near as often as I probably should. Um, I tend to go through little kind of phases. Mm. Back in February time, I was doing a load of uh, sash window renovations in Cambridge and i was doing 15 stories a day for the, like a couple of weeks of how this big project was going mm. and then you finish the job go on to a different job which is not as enjoyable maybe a little bit dull by comparison and you just oh, i won't do a story for this i'll just get on and do it and then i can get mm. home and and then that, that goes into a couple of weeks and then before you realize it you haven't put a story out for yeah night, and then you, it kind of goes in fits and starts so, yeah yeah but, but Andy's stories are fantastic with those big um ecclesiastical things that he's yeah I, was, I can't remember the name of the actual they, they look like the bits around a, a pulpit um, yeah I, I'm not sure absolutely they're amazing anyway the, yeah stuff that I keep does. telling him that the little gold bits at the top they look like moose heads do you know the tiny yeah. bits that he's got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah I just I find it just very interesting seeing people's um you know just what people do like that you know um so you've obviously been very involved in the maker community um we saw you at um maker central and you had you were doing up making all weekend with different people and show, sharing skills um what has the maker community given you uh, sleepless nights, um, <laughs> a, a, a tiny bank account. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, if it wasn't amazing, uh, you, I wouldn't do it. It's just as simple as that. Mm. The, the amount of people that I've met, um, I mean, even, even yourselves. Um, I remember last year at Maker Central, obviously I, I knew Chris. I knew who Chris was. We'd sort of spoken because you appeared in one of my videos a few years back yeah that's right yeah. um and i knew of you nicola but we'd never actually yeah stopped yeah. and talked and then when chris turns around to me last maker central the first maker central and just it, he knew exactly who i was from the sound <laughs> of my voice which was kind of a bit humbling i'll be honest mm. but then through the turn around and go you're taller than you you are in your videos <laughs> it, it it really took me back 
Um, well, I was shocked. So obviously, I haven't got a clue what people look like or their build and stature. And then, you know, we met at the first Makers Central. And, you know, I can hear this voice, not just coming from a little bit above my head, but, you know, and then some, and I thought, holy crap, this guy's, <laughs> you know, huge. And then I remember giving you a hug and went, and he, you know, he's not like huge and sort of like, like an ogre. So it was like a, it, it, and I mean this in the in the real, real nicest way. I thought, you can say beanpole, it's all right. Yeah, I was, yeah, you know, it's like, whoa, it's like a, a bloody, a beanstalk, you know, a beanpole, but it's like, yeah, it was, it was for me, it's like one of those, OMG, I didn't know it was that tall. And it's, it's funny, you know, obviously just the, the mind of the blind working, but, uh, yeah, it was great to meet you for the first time two years. Well, last year, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's got to be the the most memorable thing that the maker community has given me is that is those kind of interactions. That that meeting of you, Chris, and then the stopping and talking to you this year, Nicola. Yeah. Um, on the Friday, I think that was the first time we properly met and yeah. spoken. Um, I mean, the road trip that Cat and I did last year, and which was kind of off the back of the first Makers Central, but the experiences of staying with other makers and making with other makers, uh, that's, yeah, that's the best thing that the community's given me, yeah. sure, those experiences and friendships. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it is, we, we say it, I, I mean, it's, people are probably going to get bored of us saying the same thing, but it is about that community and those connections that you make. and Th Those memories will stay with yeah. you until your head falls off <laughs> yeah it's it is it's you know those memories uh, those memories that we all share will, will be with us forever yeah and you you know we, you'll be sat there and i know i will i'll be sat there thinking oh yeah i remember when richard did that at maker central or whatever <laughs> and it's like, flipping it yeah remember richard you know yeah. he, he, you know oh yeah how tall was that guy and things like that <laughs> you know flipping it it's but yeah great great memories yeah. great memories yeah. um so what sort of things do you love to make um i i like to have a go at, at pretty much anything I'll, I'll try anything once um i mean from the, the woodworking side my kind of playground sandbox is my little lathe um, i do like turning pens because they're quick they're satisfying and you've got a usable thing. The, yeah. one, the one thing I really struggle with is making something that hasn't got a use. Mm. Um, I mean, there's there's people out there, and I guess to some extent yourself included, um, Chris, to turn a, a goblet or a vase. Mm. I can look at it and appreciate its beauty, but I have no impulse to make something like that myself because... Mm. I don't have a use for a vase, you know. Mm. Um, I'm not much of an artist, mm. but if I turn a pen, um, well, that's a pen, and mm. straight away I can see a link in my mind. Um, but it's I, I like a beautiful to... thing, though, in its own right, you know. Absolutely, um, it, and uh, that's something I'm probably since the, just before Maker Central this year is something that I'm really trying hard to force myself to overcome is to kind of make useless things and i don't mean i don't mean useless things but something which i would have considered mm. irrelevant and useless then so so you're talking more uh 
decorative and artistic. Absolutely, for the sake of making it. Um, I mean, like a mushroom, to turn a mushroom. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I turned a big mushroom fairly early on when I got my lathe. It went in the garden, and that's kind of, for me, tick a box. Not I've done that, move on. Yeah. But now I'm, do you know what? I'll, I'll go back and I'll make a load more because it's not about having the mushroom. I can chuck it on. I'm, I'm sort of comfortable chucking it on the fire now because yeah. it's about the... Uh, the practice and the the technique and the mastering of it rather than just the doing of it yeah does that make sense yeah complete um, sense yeah, so, yeah so that's why i like to that's where i like to kind of play it's my sandbox um, yeah i'm the complete opposite of you all, all, all of all of my wood turning well not all of it because i've just had a commission <laughs> 95 percent, mm -hmm. maybe even stretching it to 97 99 is you know creative expressive obviously i can't look at a sketch or a picture in a book to get any you know it's like put the piece of wood up oh let's start turning i have a rough idea and then it's just what flows through what pictures come in my mind so to you the complete opposite yet i've just received a commission this week to make something uh and you know i have to right i have to hit adhere to dimensions and parameters and be clinical and you know analytical about it which is the complete opposite of most of what i do yeah it's interesting that you say analytical because i mean i i when i left school i went into aeronautical engineering so mm -hmm. rather than doing woodworking and carpentry which a lot of people assume i did mm -hmm. i went the other way so it was all sheet metal work brazing mm -hmm. welding riveting panel beating forming all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and it's all drawings it's all if you want to do this it's you do this that everything's procedural mm. and then it has to be signed off as mm. having followed that procedure to the letter so to go that route and i think that's why i look at something and go i can't see i can't see value for me personally turning a piece of wall art mm. unless i take that same piece of wall art that's going to be a clock and i know it's going to be a clock at the start you know yeah. so I, i've got to have a a purpose uh, some um, kind of thing i can't i just get to pieces if you if you just give me a lathe and go oh, it's whatever i'm like oh, that jelly <laughs> it's, it's really bizarre yeah but i find that quite interesting it's about having stuff that has a use at the end of it i think that's that's quite a nice way to do things um i mean i like if i'm making stuff i like to do something that i've got like you say with a pen you've got something physical at the end so i can understand it's sort of like that utilitarian mm. approach absolutely it's got to have a purpose it, if even if the purpose now and i've turned a few things lately i'm not just turned. i'm just looking out there's a couple of things i've made um, in the last week i made them with the knowledge that this is going to get burnt or this is going to go in the bin or if it actually works, I'm going to give it to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And that's the end bit, whatever happens to it. I can't just make for the sake of making. There's got to be some kind of end purpose. Or yeah. Goal. Yeah. Otherwise just my, yeah. Well, even when you do make something utilitarian and, uh, you know, what you would deem as sort of like a, quite a practical thing, 
it can still be beautiful, can't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, 100%. But it's difficult for me because it. I think it limits me, and I think it has limited me because, let's say, I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll make a clock. And I'll be mm. like, well, I don't need a clock, so I won't make a clock. Mm. So I'll make a pen. And I've got hundreds of pens. I don't need a pen. Mm. You know, so it's, you limit yourself because you don't then experience the you know they say it's not the destination it's the journey mm. that, that saying it, it, for turning and i think making in general when you when you mess something up yeah you're going off script but you're still experiencing you're still learning whereas if i go oh, i don't need a clock i won't make the clock i don't do the journey so i mm. don't experience there's no practice and then i'm falling short myself yeah the 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 uh let's let's uh, reference the amazing victorian engineers that when they built a power station or a pumping engine you know yeah it was uh accurate to you know plus or minus you know half a thousand you know precision parts but then it was embellished with ornate uh decorative uh flowers and uh cherubs and you know yeah it was amazingly engineered highly functional but beautiful to behold you know uh so i think there is a place for yeah doing something utilitarian highly functional it's doing a job but holy christ he didn't have chuck some work <laughs> at that you know it's like flipping it richards made that door but have you seen that door you know it's not like you know the raised panel if you did some carving or a bit of fancy routing on it you know maybe just sort of starting to chuck a bit of that in some work yeah. and I, I think that is why i really enjoy doing the old restoration work like on the, the old sash windows yeah. and that because like you just said there's that absolute beauty you get these beautiful linen fold paneled drawing rooms and libraries that yeah. need a bit of work you know like, wow mm. because it you know that's real pride in somebody's work to do that yeah it needs to be these tight tolerances it needs to be functional but yeah but i'm making it so it's going to be amazing just to look at yeah uh, absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. yeah. um so is there anything that the maker community doesn't know about you oh there's, yeah, there's loads uh, whether they ever will find <laughs> out um, <laughs> um something that people don't know about me uh i think some i think people do know but i used to be a a reservist in the in the army all right yeah for quite a few years yeah um, so yeah i used to do that that was fun awesome <laughs> so what 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 regiment were you in uh i started off in the royal anglian regiment right here um and then in 98 uh, i think it was yeah. and, and it was there was a defense review and the battalion was disbanded so i transferred over to the royal signals where i was commissioned through sandhurst in 2003 i think it was right well so, awesome. yes and that's that's where i hung my boots up uh, a few years later after i had my daughter well there you go everybody we have got in richard marlin not only a very fine craftsman and a youtuber but a commissioned officer in <laughs> in, in the british army uh, only, only, only half half commissioned and only a a yeah. service commission well you still get your name in the uh in the papers when you get a commission yes and also um for your promotions as well 
Yeah, so, a couple of uh, there you go. In the London Gazette. There you go. Carry on, soldier. <laughs> so uh, yeah, any more of your lip, and you're on a charge, mate. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've just asked if anybody's got any questions. JP says, "Why routers? Why not be normal?" Yeah. <laughs> um. Because they are far more useful, and they put food on the table than the scroll saw. <laughs> everyone th this is probably something that people don't know about me uh, as well everyone has, i think assumed or a lot of people assume that i absolutely hate the route the, the router the the scroll saw i don't i genuinely think that the scroll saw is a fantastic tool for you know people getting into woodworking kids and people with not very much space or budget mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant there because there is lots of things you can do for me personally i I just I don't like it. Some people don't like turning. Some people don't like using bound saws. Um, I don't like sanding, so mm. I don't like using a scroll saw. <laughs> well, it's each to their own, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely each to their own. Um, Dave, the wood barber says the maker community doesn't know when Richard will get his next haircut. <laughs> I, I deliberately now let it grow long. Um, I used to have to get haircut every two or three weeks without fail whether it needed it or not yeah. um, same with the shave as well so I, I don't shave very often because razors are expensive and I don't get my hair cut very often because well a I don't have to and b they're expensive as well so <laughs> so I'm just having a look who else has joined us um Baz is on Hi, Baz. Robert Reese he says what exactly makes a person a maker I've been told that because I made my living doing finishing carpentry that every de design I make is not making me a maker. So what is a maker? That's a good question. What do you think, Richard? Um, personally, I think this, the maker label is just a word. You know, I, I personally, I don't really particularly like it. I think if you are, if you're someone that just likes making something, then just go out and make something. Whether you, all right, Chris to me is a turner. Yeah. Um, Jamie's a scroll sawer um a maker's just i don't know it's like, it's like a cuddly sort of fluffy label oh. that makes everyone yeah. feel part of something but it's more a mentality i think than an actual physical thing so if you you know if you like making things and i guess you're a maker it doesn't matter what it is you've got that kind of mentality that you understand totally agree yeah. if you like making something no matter what it is you're a maker yeah, Dave the Wood Barber says a maker is basically a, pe a person that makes it happen. I like that. Um, Jen woodworking, Jen's woodworking and things. I'd say maker is some anyone who makes stuff because they love to. Yeah. So uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, got Wayne the Wood Turn. Hi Wayne. Um, Flaming Turner. Hi guys. Um, Scott uh i'm just checking to see if there's any other questions can't immediately see anything if i've missed anything just you add it on to the end anybody else buffering uh we're all right so hopefully <laughs> um so have you got anything else you'd like to ask richard uh anything else you'd like to share with us richard about you anything. as a, a maker I don't think so. I mean, if if people want to know more about me, then um, probably the best place to find it is either on the Instagrams or on my YouTube channel. So 
know, yeah. head on over there. People get it's, in touch and ask questions. Is, and is there any discipline that you haven't, as of yet, had a chance to do and you would really love to get your hands on it? Yeah, there is. And I, I want to do glass blowing. Cat right. um, did some fused glass um, sessions, like taster days. And we went to a well various shows and fairs and kind of crafty things and we we keep finding places to do glass blowing and that's yeah. something i really want to do because it is to me like witchcraft yeah it's right it's right up there you know with uh stone masonry turning uh forging and glass blowing they are these uh millennia old in whatever form you know mysterious crafts and yeah like you say witchcraft what a great way to put it yeah. i couldn't actually do it and now i'm going to sort of give something away here you know if you say oh tell something about yourself that people don't really know mm -mm. Uh, i've got a tumor in my left parotid saliva gland now it's benign but if i blow up a balloon or chew a tough piece of meat the left side of my face goes numb because of the back pressure going through my saliva duct hurts this tumor so I could never do glass blowing because my face would be in agony. So there you go, folks. I've got a benign tumor <laughs> of the left parotid gland. Crikey. And I, I think that mm -hmm. sums up a maker. When we were talking about something that you would want to do, that yeah. when you look at something that somebody else does mm -hmm. creating things, most people will go, oh, that's, that's really cool. You've made something absolutely amazing. But yeah. I think somebody who's got that mentality, that kind of maker mindset, mm. I want to, I, I don't, no, no, let me have a go. Get out of the way. I want to have a go yeah. at that. Yeah. Show me how you do it and I'll, I want to try it. That's, I yeah. think, where yeah. that, where yeah. that label fits. I, I hope that your wish comes true very soon and you get <laughs> to uh, do some glass blowing. And then before you know it, you're going to have, <laughs> all the equipment in an extension <laughs> imagine mm. oh. um, Baz says he loved the restoration work on windows you did in your stories yeah that, I, those are the things those are the jobs that I really like um, yeah doing. they're fun uh, and JP says how did Richard get his seaside Rick nickname I've absolutely no idea it's one of those <laughs> mysteries of the world it just sort of started and then Jamie kept it going <laughs> as he would yeah, yeah it's like cacao <laughs> yeah yeah cacao. yeah hey jamie get seaside rick tattooed on your leg <laughs> <laughs> with, with a couple of love hearts around it yeah yeah um leona's going to see some glass blowing at waterford crystal over the irish maker meetup weekend whoa yeah cool Jamie says cacao. Well, um, it's been fabulous having you with us and do stay with us as we chat about our week and interject anywhere you'd, you'd like to about yeah. anything that we're talking about. Yeah. But um, thank you very much for being on our uh, Make a Monday segment today. Well, thanks for inviting me. This is lovely. Great being on. <laughs> no, well, you know, we uh, we love talking to you and hanging out with you. Uh, although it's uh, maybe only once every year, uh, well, it's twice now. We've yeah. met him at Makers <laughs> and had him on the podcast, so we're in we're in credit with brain fizz. So, 
uh yeah if 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 i wasn't so busy demonstrating and all the other stuff that's going on yeah i'd love to spend a lot more time with all of you but uh it has been a huge huge pleasure having you on you know we uh regard you very highly my friend and thanks very much yeah please go and get your cup of tea now <laughs> yes <laughs> go and get your cup of tea uh come back and then uh jump in whenever you want to lovely job well like like i said thanks for, for having me guys i'll nip and have a, a cup of tea i'll blank the camera and then i'll pop back in a few minutes all right all right, all right. okay cool. thanks, Richard. cheers thanks very much wow uh that was that, that was yeah glass blowing yeah I'd, I'd love to do that but again i couldn't my face my face my left it's the left side of my face yeah. it feel like i mean you can see it can't you, you can yeah, feel yeah. it uh yeah. so yeah, it's, a, it's called a pleomorphic adenoma, well, benign pleomorphic adenoma. Uh, and I, it first appeared about 1992 when I was at work and someone said, what's that huge lump behind your jaw under your ear? So I went and got it checked out and uh, had a scan and things like that. And uh, they decided uh, it wasn't dangerous. And if the, it's a difficult operation apparently, and if they remove it, they can damage nerves in mm -hmm. the face and you end up with permanent facial palsy. Uh, so they said just leave it alone leave it alone uh so yeah blowing up balloons and things like yeah. that certainly glass blowing yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it hurts and my face tingles on the left side for probably five minutes uh but yeah they said yeah we just gotta put up with that yeah. we, we don't really want to go in and start messing around there so it's cool it's benign that's good so um thanks everybody for watching um Great to see you all in the chat yes. and uh, everybody who's uh, not in the chat but watching as well. Um, so, Christopher. Yes, Christopher. What have we been doing this week? Well, I think <laughs> we, we've been... What doing... shall we start with? Well, let's start with, with some pretty exciting news. Uh, and mm. we've sort of like we've, we, we're trying to just trickle it into, into uh, social media and things like that. Uh, but we got an email on Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, I was Saturday. I was still in bed. It was it came through early, didn't it? Yeah, eight twenty-seven. Eight twenty-seven. I was still in bed, but awake. Nicola had been up early doing some writing, was yeah. it? So she came in and she read it out. So uh, basically, uh, it was from Mike, yeah. who sort of like. I've been calling him the head assessor of the RPT, but he's the know. he's like um, the secretary. Uh, have you got the email there? Um, probably somewhere. You keep talking. Yeah. So uh, Nicola read the email out to me, and if you can find the email in a minute, you can read it out. Uh, so it was one of those OMG moments. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, have you found it? He's membership secretary. He's the membership secretary. So Nicola's going to read it out now, the email. Um, I am delighted to tell you that following your assessment and the review of the report by the membership committee, you have been accepted onto the register of professional turners. Um, the worshipful company of turners will be in touch to let you know officially and make the formal arrangements. Congratulations. So there you have it, folks. Uh, I am the first ever blind accredited turner on the register. <laughs> first ever, folks. Uh, so yeah, yeah, they said when uh, before they came and assessed me, is there anything we need to know? Because we've never done this before and had to assess 
uh, a blind turn up for the RPT. So, so what was it like on Saturday when I told you? It was pretty well. It, in <laughs> fact, I I only started getting giddy really yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't believe I've done this. So, uh, just yeah, to, it was delayed reaction, wasn't it? It, it was. was <laughs> it was. So, uh, obviously, I'm I'm massively proud uh, of of actually being able to to get the accreditation uh so i'll actually sort of like talk you through and walk you through now let me just read you some comments um uh so we've got leona uh woohoo congratulations chris really well done and well deserved a fantastic achievement thank you um naughty pumpkin congratulations T plus gene making, you've got a little medal emoji. Yeah. Mad maker, congrats. Baz, all the hours upon hours of well deservingly paid off. Sai, fantastic and deserved. Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft, good, great news, guys. SK Crafts, congratulations, Chris. Hippie Noodle, that's terrific. Massive congratulations. Wayne the Woodturner, many congratulations, Chris. Thanks, Wayne. Uh, Jen's Woodworking and Things, congratulations. Robert Reese, wow, way to go, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Flaming Turner, grats, Chris. Uh, Fred Taylor, well done. Well done, did and Nicola. Uh, amount effort. I'm not sure about that one. Um, Mark Smith, well done, Chris. Knew you could do it. Oh, well done, Chris and Nicola. Okay, right. it was a typo. Um, yeah. So. Well, thank thank you all so very much. So. Uh, yeah, a huge honour uh, and privilege to be the first ever blind RPT, uh, and the the actual day of the assessment, I'll like I say I'll, I'll like walk you through now what happened. So the assessor turned up. His name was Jerry, uh, and he's been a turner, flipping out for decades. Uh, so he's an assessor for the RPT, uh, and it's also sort of like uh, the RPT is part of the worshipful company of turners, which started in the 12th century as a guild in london so you know 1100 and whatever and then it existed for a few hundred years like that and then in 1604 so yeah it was the it was liveried by edward the edward the third in the 12th century and uh these turners had to sort of like turn the pint pots out of wood the mm -hmm. goblets so that's where the pint measure came into existence mm -hmm. there and then in 1604, James I gave the Turners uh, its livery and it became the Worshipful Company of Turners, which uh, the RPT is part of. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's steeped in history and tradition. Uh, and a lot of you would say yeah, politics as well. But, you know, I'm saying uh, history and tradition. And uh, yeah, so Jerry turned up and we we had an interview first and every every answer you're giving he's documenting it and writing it down so you know so he asked me you know when did you get into wood turning why and uh you know uh what what training have you had what courses have you done with experts uh and he also said where do you want your professional turning to go in the future and you know what ambitions and aspirations have you got and then uh, you have to have examples of work recently done for him to check and photograph so he was feeling pieces of work checking for uh 
no bumps in the transitions and finishing was to a high standard the form was there uh, execution uh, all that sort of stuff and he was feeling photographing them and then uh, he makes sure that you you have uh, proof of accounts to back up that you are earning a living from wood turning uh, and also proof that you do demonstrations etc uh, to back up that you you earn a living from wood turning uh, risk assessment testimonials he had everything uh, Nicola had printed off everything so yeah. uh, he, he sort of like took away with a doc he took a document pack away with him uh, of all the relevant uh, literature he needed so we went then into the workshop and uh, he checked the workshop very thoroughly so it was the metal cabinets that you've probably seen on some videos uh, for flammables that are kosh compliant the lockable so you've got your flammables mm. and hazardous uh, stuff in the metal cabinets fire extinguisher is of the right type and in date and serviceable first aid kit fire exit signs open in place smoke alarm which is handy for me because if a fire starts i won't <laughs> see it yeah i'd have to wait until you beep, 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 and then i'd get out of dodge uh so there was that uh all safety guards are in place on machines that can have them he knows obviously that most lays don't have them unless it's the huge jets or powermatics mm. with this the cage that comes over uh checking the floor no trip hazards you know even making sure that the electrical uh, sockets and things like that are not overloaded uh, and he's writing all of this down and then he asked me to turn so I hollowed a bowl out and then did some spindle turning which I roughed out and then did some beads and coves and while you're doing that he's actually doing a video recording then to pass on to the committee uh, and so yeah it took about two and a half hours uh so he said they used to be able to give the applicant the decision there on the spot but they don't do that anymore it has to go off to the committee for review uh review his findings so he said i cannot tell you how you've done so straight away you know the, the seed of doubt starts creeping in <laughs> oh my lord what did i do wrong what was wrong and oh you know have i done something that was really unsafe and we had told them in advance that i'm blind so all that start stop feel it's not that i'm nervous or something's going wrong it's just me working the way i work and he understood that and he gave me time to do that which was great uh all in all i think he was a very nice guy yeah very he understood my uh my way of working uh but he didn't give anything away no. so so uh, and also important and i must stress uh i have not had any uh favoritism because i'm blind you know we wanted to do this and be assessed the same way as a sighted professional would be so it ended up being that you know we've gone through exactly exactly the same process haven't we yeah as a sighted turner uh, i was given no shortcuts uh no oh well that'll do because you can't see none of that i've done exactly the same assessment that a sighted turner would uh so yeah Thoroughly, thoroughly chuffed it's paid off so uh yeah i'm a member of the worshipful company of turners and the rpt so happy days yeah and yeah i still can't can't believe it and yeah to be the first ever 
it's just like flipping amazing but folks there you go if i can do it what are you lot capable of and i know that you know becoming an rpt isn't for everybody uh, and especially for the people that are listening that, that aren't even turners but never ever give up on your dreams and your aspirations mm. keep chipping away keep having lots of fun and working hard and you'll get exactly what you want You've got to put the work in nothing's given to you you know uh but yeah this is a huge milestone for the fisher family so that's it really that was that was cool we had some funny comments um Richard said, letters after your name, very middle class. So I said, not bad for a lad from Eccles. Not bad at all for a Salford lad, yeah. Um, Andy Heal said, they have secret handshakes and everything. So I said, as long as it's not secret winks, you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicola will be having to say, that guy's <laughs> winking at you. What? So, yeah. Straight. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about the letters after my name. Oh, yeah, I got a diploma and everything and letters after my name. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Just, um, just a quick question, um, Chris. I know you mentioned that you very specifically said you didn't get any favouritism mm. from, from the guy. Was there anything that they had to kind of adapt or modify purely out of relevance? Because I noticed in your videos you've got like the the blue and white kind of health and safety signs for you know eye wash. I think it was mm. eye wash. Must be like wash your hands. I mean, who's that sign for? For students. Ah, gotcha. So if I because obviously you know uh, I, I I have done I have taught people in the past, uh, but uh, you know if now because I'm an RPT, hopefully I will get a few more students. Uh, every you have to, oh yeah, you have to prove that you got uh, liability cover and product insurance. But yeah, that that's that's really for students. So you know. Uh, the health and safety and PPE and all that, you're completely compliant with all the health and safety regs. Gotcha. That, that, that makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you're quite right. A blind old doesn't need them, but if I ever have uh, a guest student, things have to be in place yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, so fire exit signs, first aid kit signs and all that sort of stuff. But good question, well spotted. Yeah, I think it was, um, oh, it was T plus G. Mm. I'm sure the exit signs are very useful for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be like a cartoon. You just see that silhouette of a big fat blind guy through the door, you know, like with their arms flailing, you know, a cutout. So, uh, Sai says he'd like to come up and be taught by you one day. Yeah, anytime, Sai. Um, Len Thomas says, well done you. It's the first I like it. Dad of pickle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, prickly sauce. Oh yes, of course. Sorry. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> How are you, young man? Yes. So this is uh, Rob, aka Prickly Sauce's dad. Yeah. Who came Hi. to Basingstoke? Yeah. And, and uh, what a character. We love you, Len. <laughs> we talked about you a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, he's uh yeah, Lenny's definitely one of these people that acts his shoe size and not his age. Classic guy, <laughs> love him. So uh uh yeah, it was um, yeah, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And yeah, so yeah, if if I can do that, anybody can do anything. Which you all know anyway. Um the blue light turner creating shavings since 2016. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I always read it out because I've just got yeah, to. Yeah. Um, oh, Chris, how do we become one of your students? Would love to do a Nicola bowl with you. 
how do you become one of my students uh get in touch we'll work out some dates and uh and things like that you know yeah just get in touch if you're serious about it of course we can work it out uh yeah it's the easiest way to say if you're serious about it and and you want to come and uh do a nickel bowl and yeah uh yeah i can i can uh easily teach you how to do that my yeah. friend so we look after you we feed you and yeah. give you cake and all, all sorts, sorts of lots stuff of yeah tea yeah and... give you a clean bucket to piss in <laughs> no we don't <laughs> so, like a dirty bucket what is your next challenge chris uh fighter pilot <laughs> no my next challenge I, well a lot of it has to do with just sort of like uh getting more into getting seriously into the wood turning art you know and just really beginning to feel uh you know engraving and shaping and uh and doing things like that on wood uh in again still in the vein of uh mr agar uh, uh and such folk but uh i know there are other fine wood turning artists out there but having spent the day with Nick and actually being able to feel his his pieces of art, you know. Yeah, keep pushing myself to be chasing Nick Agar uh, and getting as good as I can at that, and that's going to take many, many years. And I would also love to get my hands uh, on some forging. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, uh, like I've said, a, a glass blowing would be amazing to do, but I couldn't because it had hurt. So, yeah, I'd love to be allowed into a forge uh, and smack some hot steel and, you know. So, yeah, that's that's where I'd like to go. Uh, yeah, more welding, do more sort of like uh, projects with wood and metal and welding. But as far as the wood turning goes, really, really sort of like pushing the limits of what I can do now by touch uh, and getting more delicate and, you know, having some ideas so uh yeah just continuing to push myself uh and exceeding expectations going beyond expectations you know uh so yeah that's plenty to do um leona says if you guys come to the irish maker meet up chris could try forging yeah that weekend I, I messaged steve twidell unfortunately um we're already booked that weekend so we're hoping that you'll do another one um just in case anybody doesn't know there's an irish maker meetup um leona it's the it's the august bank holiday uh weekend i think it will be with you as well um not sure of the dates but it's at the end of august um and there's um a facebook group that you can join and find out all the information are we demoing that weekend uh no we're, we're but with some filming that weekend oh uh, yeah yeah um the flaming turner says if i was ever going to get a lesson on turning i would get one from you chris and why not as you're one of the peeps that's inspired me to turn well oh, that's nice but yeah i've been listening to a lot of your stuff lately and your uh yeah, skew work and things like that so yeah thank you very much uh for the kind comment uh august the 23rd um is the uh irish maker meetup mm. um the mad maker please says, do it again next year yeah it's just unfortunate that it's a clash this Sob year for us so. yeah um 
the mad maker says also got my axminster lathe based on your recommendation and loving it cool um and ah bespoke says chris come to mine i would get the forge going yeah <laughs> uh len thomas i am left-handed now carpal tunnel up last wednesday but not stopping me at all absolutely not i hope that heals up okay there's a lot of that going about next door yeah. but one he's just had both yeah since like uh early summer he's had both his hands done yeah. so yeah you sort of like you're shaking different hands on him you know six <laughs> weeks apart aren't you oh don't shake that hand i've just had it done and then six weeks like oh don't shake that hand it's the other one now it's like so anyway yeah uh well i hope you uh you mend uh quickly len but i'm sure someone like you ah screw it bandage will come off after a few days he's tough he is tough yeah made it made of that old stuff yeah yeah. um the flaming turner says sorry chris for the music on the videos i'll have to try and talk about what i'm doing yeah it's all right mate yeah it's uh you said you like the music yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well this is some you know so I'll, I'll click on a lot of videos and go oh crap it's just music what's that gonna teach me the thick end of nothing but then i go oh actually, i actually quite like that tune. <laughs> yeah, i came down yeah. when you were what well listening to it yeah i was listening to it and i went uh because i said to you i said no it was nice nice bit of music so i left it on so yeah <laughs> although i couldn't actually see what you were doing mate uh i liked the music on that one so <laughs> i left it on you know i might as well be there going but i thought great tune so yeah don't apologize it's your channel mate uh every now and then you know if you can chuck a few words in greatly appreciated but apart from that it's your channel your rules do you know uh again follow your own heart and mind on that one um somebody asked something about matthew uh matthew yeah so just talk about matthew going home yeah matthew went home last friday he got to the airport about 11 a.m on friday his flight was due out uh 2 p.m uh, on an uh emirates a380 so first leg was to dubai and he was getting there just before midnight three hour stopover and then continuing to hong kong he emailed when he'd got home to say he'd arrived safe because there's quite a few uh protests and riots going on in hong kong at the moment so he said he's just going to stay in in the house with the aircon on uh, and do some work and editing and play on the computer with his younger brother terry uh so yeah, for any of you thinking Matthew and Terry, they're funny names for some kids from Hong Kong. Uh, it's because they're uh, the Catholics. So they're, they're obviously they're born with Chinese names, like Matthew's real name is Long Yat Ze. Uh, but when they get baptized, etc., they take on uh, Christian names. So his Christian name is Matthew. I can't, do, I'm sure somebody asked something about Matthew. Um, and something to the effect you know is it helping you or something well, like that I, I can't i'm sorry i can't see this comment so. well let me run with that let's just okay. say it was that so <laughs> is he helping me a big fat yes is he a great lad yes so polite and respectful you know you'll get half a dozen texts off him when we've taken him i'm saying this to richard when you we've dropped him off at the station at the end of the day you know he'll text thank you for the lift to the train station You'll get the trains running a little bit late. I am so oh, sorry. Here we go. Mm. 
Thanks, Scott. Uh, Dave the Wood Barber, are things different without Matthew there? Well, I'll certainly let you know on Wednesday when he doesn't show. Because <laughs> uh, Nicola's filming that day. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Matthew has said if we send him the, the, uh, the file of what we've recorded. We I don't have to do the editing. No, Matthew will do the editing and then send it back to us. So uh, we, we said to Matthew from sort of like the start of his internship, look, you know, the, the opening screens have got to be a certain way because it's got the Axminster logo on and all that sort of stuff. And the end screen's got to be a certain way. But in the middle, the actual filming, we want Matthew to really have fun and experiment and, you know, it's show his own style because he's developing a style, you know, on his course. Mm. So uh, the feedback has been pretty positive. In yeah. fact, if, you know, I think someone put, oh, don't like the split screen, but, oh, well, now I can do about that. And I don't even know what you're on about. <laughs> I was like, split screen? Of course, what split screen? I don't know. You know, I just... <laughs> yeah, it was just an effect. Yeah, it's just an effect. So, but we're, we're letting Matthew... Uh, be creative and expressing himself the way he wants to, you know, through his art form, which is film. Uh, great lad. Really, really like him. Uh, and if any of you have the uh, opportunity to have an intern, I'd, I'd really, really consider it because, you know, not only are you giving them a great opportunity, but you're getting some real good help as well. Mm. Uh, and... The Lancaster Uni are trying to get away from sending all of their interns to huge corporations. They're trying to get them with small businesses in the community, you know, and they're getting a real sense of, you know, smaller business life. And, you know, but they got in touch with me and they found out about this blind wood turn. And, you know, yeah, it's a massive help. And uh, we love having, having him here and we mm. want him to feel like he's at home and his mother and dad are so proud of him. Uh, you know, his first time he, he left home was to come to university here, and it's his first ever job. Uh, and he does get paid by Lancaster University. He's not doing it for free, but they fund it. They're so proud of him. You know, his first day here, he took photographs of the garden and the house because mm -hmm. they live in an apartment, you know, in this cramped, you know, metropolis that is Kowloon and Hong Kong, uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, his parents are massively proud of him as well. So we sent a little video message back with yeah. Matthew, didn't we? Yeah. Saying hello to mum and dad, uh, yeah. and, I, and we'd also given them. Uh, obviously, I made the fountain pen, the Victorian yeah. fountain pen, for Matthew because he loves fountain pens. So it was just nice to say, you know, well, this is us saying thank you, Matthew, uh, for what you've done so far, and take it home. Uh, but we also gave his mum and dad a little ash bowl that yeah. I turned uh, on a demo. It had some lovely heartwood in it, mm. so so you said so. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was saying, no, don't give me that little bowl. You've done so much for <laughs> us already. It's like take it home and give it your mum and dad. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, you can, you can. I don't know if he does bow or anything. No. But uh, he's a young lad. Loves loves heavy metal. Loves John Wick. Loves Tarantino. Mm. You know, and with it being Hong Kong, very Western culture, even though it's under Chinese rule now very western culture mm. really uh speaks brilliant english mm. so yeah he will be missed until he returns at the end of september yeah uh, and then we can get back on but we're still going to film on wednesday still filming so on wednesday uh and we're sort of like working a week in advance at the minute yeah aren't we? so yeah 
that's cool. We should be a week in hand. Yeah, well, I sent her an email with our schedule on, so mm. we kind of know where we're up to. Yeah. Um, so this weekend we're at the Chestnut Wood Turning Weekender um, in Lincolnshire. I've unofficially called it Chest Fest. Chest Fest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've uh, yeah we've got our ticket. So it's Chestnut's twenty fifth anniversary. Yes. So there's demonstrations. Uh, yeah, Phil Lyons, Emma Cook, Gary Lowe. Gary Lowe. Uh, so there's some. Is it? It's Stuart Farini. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, demonstrations. There's a barbecue. It's sort of like a northern new kiss, really, but just uh, put on by Terry and Chestnut. Mm. So uh, we've been, you've been having a bit of to and fro. Uh, Don't say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Banter with <laughs> Terry from Chestnut, haven't you? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's a bit the first time. I'm sure I've been. You know, I probably walked past Terry a dozen times, but wouldn't know him from Adam. Uh, so it'd be nice to actually stop and get to talk to him because I do use chestnut products, uh, friction polish, uh, and uh, the thinners and the sanding sealer and the spirit stains. You know, obviously, I use other products too, but it's nice to have a mixed bag. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been using chestnut stuff since I started turning. So be nice to meet the guy that's you know uh, captain of that little yeah, ship yeah um i think scott's staying up um scott are you there on the friday uh bye si hope you got something in the post bye si <laughs> uh see you there guys i live local sk crafts all right cool cool so is there anybody else on who's going to be there this weekend um anyway it sounds like a good weekend doesn't it yeah it's not like if you get there on friday we're having a bit of a get together friday night and then obviously you've yeah. got the the weekend program but it sounds yeah. like it's going to be an, a nice it's going to be <coughs> nice in a way for me not to be demonstrating so i can just drink tea mm. and hang out and then have a couple of drinks in the evening and not have to think well i've got to keep a level head because i'm turning tomorrow so that's cool yeah, we're, um, Scott says he's getting there Friday, um, so going to the kitchen Friday evening. Yeah, we'll, we're, whatever it is, we'll be there um, on the Friday. Yeah, we're going to leave here about lunchtime Friday. Yeah. So we'll be getting there, traffic being all right, so like hopefully about half two, three yeah. o'clock, something like that. Yeah, we, we only found out about it really late. I think it was Taylor's Murfield who posted oh, yeah, something. Oh, going to be there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, because sometimes I miss these things because um, I tend to follow all the wood turning stuff on Chris's accounts and I have to log in. Um, so it was just by chance that I saw this one um, when I logged in to check stuff. So, yeah, um, we were a bit late to the party, really. Uh, Mark Smith, yes, I will be with the blue light turner. Um, cool. So, yeah. Right. So, um, do you want to talk about your commission or? Yeah. Am I am I allowed to say who it is? Um, can make people guess. All right. Okay. I have I have received a commission for a world famous musician that they're still touring. Yeah. 
very very big well to many many thousands still very very big but at the height of their success in the 70s uh so you can keep guessing nicola you gotta keep you uh one of the original boy bands <laughs> nobody's guessing yet <laughs> tom jones boy band <laughs> Cliff Richards. Oh, it's getting worse. <laughs> Hi, Prickly, your dad's on. <laughs> yeah, so come on, keep guessing. Huge in the 70s, still huge, I suppose, still touring. Uh, one of the original boy bands, uh, a family. Nothing. <laughs> From America. Rolling Stones. <laughs> no, I do not believe they are a family um the eagles no mick jagger no <laughs> i think they're just being funny now they're always funny that's why we love them yeah uh, see you friday scott have bye. a good evening bye scott i think he's working yeah have a, well i hope you have a quiet one yeah lighthouse no they're not very good at this guessing are they no um, give him another clue oh uh the only one I can think of is Crazy Horses. Oh, wow. oh very close, T plus G. What was that? Jimmy Osmond. Oh, close. <laughs> I have been commissioned. I'll tell you now. <laughs> I've been commissioned to make a pair of drumsticks for Jay Osmond. Yeah, the drummer of the Osmonds. Yeah. The touring. Uh, and there's a woman that knows them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's commissioned a pair of drumsticks. Uh, and I've got to video it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be available. So it'll be available. The end of August. So uh, yeah, we've had to buy. We know that he he drums with five A drumsticks. Yeah. So we've got a set of five A drumsticks today, because uh, Charlie doesn't drum with five A's. Otherwise, I'd have copied his, because uh, it's you know very very old. It's got to be the right drumstick. Mm. So got a set of five A's that I'm going to replicate. Uh, they've got to be laser engraved with Jay Osmond, and he's getting them uh, this August. Yeah, end yeah. of August. So there you go. I've been commissioned to make a pair of drumsticks for Jay Osmond. Yeah. Glenn said, "You're late, son." And then Prickly said, "Hey, old man, how about seeing you here, Len?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "Just got in, Len. Busy life." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's everything we've done this week. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So I'm making the drumsticks out of ash as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a pair of five A drumsticks out of ash for Jay Osmond. Uh, Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft says, "Are you buying a drum kit to make sure that they work?" We've got a drum kit here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Charlie, our son. Uh, he's just finished college, uh, but he's an amazing drummer. Uh, he studied, he's been a musician since primary school, uh, but he, he, he sort of like uh, progressed from the trumpet to the drums and keyboard. Uh, so he's, he studied drumming and music for probably uh, nine years now. Yeah. Uh, so his drum kit is in his room. It's an Alesis uh e kit so it's the one that he can play in relative silence 
with all the computer module on and it's got mesh heads on it and dual zone symbols and yeah uh so yeah we've got a drummer in the family thanks and he's chuffing amazing in fact he's just recorded a drum track that someone's commissioned charlie to do hasn't he yeah, some uh, yeah, young yeah. uh female vocalist called megan she's just recorded a song and wanted some drum yeah we listened to that didn't we yeah it's brilliant she's got a really good voice yes, um yeah. i could see her going quite a long way yeah so i don't she, i don't say that very often i'm quite critical about music yeah she wanted someone to do the drum really track good voice uh so milan who's one of charlie's college mates who's going on to study music at liverpool yeah i said oh yeah i know a brilliant drummer so charlie's he's recorded it yeah and it was good, uh, and it was really good. so he's he uh, recorded the drum track and then he's added it to her vocals yeah. and the guitar because charlie's obviously is part of the course to do production and producing and you know uh sound technology so it sounds mm. amazing well it was really good because as we said he just played for the song yeah. he wasn't trying to make the drums the main feature no he was he really worked it with the song and yeah. he said that sometimes drummers try and be the main feature but actually yeah. they're in the background but i thought he'd done a really good job so hopefully yeah. she'll well like it's it. the drummer's job to keep it all together yeah. you know yeah. with the, the the tempo and the rhythm and everything yeah. but no yeah, it, was it, was, it was really good <laughs> these these two are funny um len says don't ask old prickle to sing ever <laughs> well you know that next time we meet rob we're gonna ask oh, him yes. to sing <laughs> yeah right well i think uh, that's pretty much it anybody that's got anything else they'd like to add prickly says many people come commented on my singing <laughs> Yeah, but what have they said exactly? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if it if it's if it's been in the karaoke vibe, you know, the 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 worse it is, the better it is. There's no point doing karaoke unless you're shocking. Let me tell you, I you know, I would be shocking. So I think that they make for the best. Yeah. Uh, funny, karaoke singers. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be bad. All these people that get up and sing like they're on the X Factor. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, I'd get up and murder it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're pretty much uh that's you're you're up to date there now. Obviously, yeah. the biggest part of the news was me uh getting my RPT accreditation. Yeah. So yeah, like you say, letters after my name now and all that gubbins. So yeah. Yeah, and um, Leona says, um, I know Wayne the Wood Turner is live now. Um, all right. so she says heading on over to Wayne the Wood Turner's live. So yeah, if you're hanging around, then go and uh, watch Wayne, um, and we'll see what he's doing this week. So um, yeah, yeah, go and watch Wayne's world. One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Wayne's wood turning world. Yeah. So um, thank you very much for being here. Yeah. Um, we look forward to seeing everybody on Friday who's going to Chest Fest, and um, thank you very much to Richard for being our Maker Monday guest today. Oh, thank um, you very much for having me on. You're very welcome. No, it's, it's been, been really awesome. great. Yeah, it's been uh yes, it's been it's been emotional, mate, as always. <laughs> and and very interesting. And yeah, who'd have thunk it, eh? Commissioned officer. Yeah. Flipping it. There you go. Well <laughs> uh yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, I'm out of stuff to say now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go. We're yeah. Go. So so thank you everybody. Have uh, a good thank evening. You, yeah. Thank you for all your quickly uh, sauce ring your dad. Yeah. Thanks for all of your uh, <laughs> kind words and uh, 
words of appreciation and uh, congrats and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're out of here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 See you.